Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? Hello, Weirdsville. Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. I hope everyone is doing well and hope everyone is feeling the springtime loveliness in the air and uh, hope everyone is feeling great. I know who's feeling great that uh, I get to share this time with is my best friend, the professor, Mr. Adam Beebe. How are you, sir? Oh, well, thank you for that kind, kind introduction. Uh, My best friend, oldest friend, the smiling sensei, Barry Johnston. Also, you could add firefighter to that. um, Oh, to that resume. Um, I I had to put out a fire on Friday. Oh, not just figuratively, but actually physically. Um, So going to dinner with my wife. And uh, having dinner at the Hideaway Pizza Place, mm-hmm. and right next to it is a brand new bank that got, they just opened, and so they've got all this beautiful like landscaping that's been done with fresh yep. fresh molts that's that's been put down. Well, the winds were like f- like steady forty mile an hour winds with right. like seventy mile an hour gusts. I mean, it was insane. Yeah. So spring typical springtime in Oklahoma yes. for people who aren't uh, Okies. Yep, yeah. it, it's hot, it's cold, it's windy, it's everything in between. And mm-hmm. so, so um, my wife and I are going into Hideaway, and out of the corner of my eye, like I see this uh, this cloud of smoke come whizzing by. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that's weird. I look over. And I see from one of the flower beds in the bank, um, it, it's smoldering. It's smoking. I'm like, what the hell? I'm thinking, you know, maybe somebody threw a cigarette out. I don't yeah, know. Who, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Yeah. So I go, I run over there, and I actually know the uh, the president of the bank because I've, I've done work for him. So mm-hmm. I go try to run into the front door. And it's it's like four thirty on a Friday. They're closed, right? And so I'm like, oh shit, thinking maybe somebody's inside or whatever. So I go run around to where the uh, the drive through is, and there's a couple of people that are in the drive through, and I'm like, hey, is there anybody in there? And they're like, no, there's nobody here. Everybody's gone. I'm like, oh no. I'm like, there's a fire, and so I run over to the flower bed and I start trying to stomp it out and another guy gets out of his car and he's helping me he's helping me stomp it out and then a third guy comes and he's helping and so we're like you know we'll stomp it out for a second and then it'll just boom come back right Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. come to find out like the entire mulch bed was super hot to the touch like it was it was combusting Wow. And that the wind was just feeding it, you know, because it's it's organic yeah. material, so it's just getting fed, you know, that oxygen that it needs to start to spark. And I'm like, oh shit, dude! So 
a fourth guy pulls up with a little. He's got a little like a uh, uh, fire extinguisher in his truck. And he hands it to me, and I just start spraying this shit all over it. And uh, and so this is, gosh, this is, you know, maybe five minutes. And then somebody, thank God, I, you know, there this whole time, I, I couldn't even think of call the fire department because I'm just, like, trying to do it. So somebody called the fire department, they showed up, and they put it out. But, man, it was exciting. Dude. That is crazy, man. Yeah, I know, man. I, I, you know, the guy, the first guy that got out of the truck that was in the drive-through said, "He goes, I thought that was the sprinklers that were on." He wasn't really paying attention, right? But it was so windy, he just thought, "Well, maybe that's." And I'm like, "No, dude." And so, yeah, I was fortunate there. There were other people there. Else, could have been crazy, dude. So, so wait. So, did you? Do you think it was caused by a, like a cigarette, or no, is I, it like the the, the heat, the, the heat, and uh, the wind? So once that once that um, mulch, it, it's already like alive and it's combustible. And right. the thing about it was too is it wasn't real thick; it was only a couple inches thick. And so you'd think that there's not enough material there to really do much. But I think because the wind was blowing so just constant. Yeah, it was like yeah. it was just a tender box waiting to. Yeah. yeah. And what's crazy is that uh, after I had dinner, we were were going home. They built a new gas station next to it, so this is a whole brand new little complex. They had a fire there earlier that day at the gas station, dude, on their grass. So. Oh my god. Dude. Yeah, yeah. It was dude. Fires have been out of control here the last week or so. Wow, yeah, man. it's you know, unfortunately, we're still kind of dealing with the drought from from last year. It's it's mm. carried over. We haven't got much rain up up in the northern part of Oklahoma, so we're kind of we're struggling. We're praying for rain, man. We need we need it bad, you know. Dang, dude! Just so, get out. Well, I think that uh, I hope you get you know maybe get your picture in the paper and uh, a badge. <laughs> Maybe a badge, or you get to the uh, on our area. Maybe you can slide down to some fireman's pole. Um, yeah, that, that actually, the, at that the, the house pole, the pole at the fire shoot, fire thing to go down. That is not you, how the, I took uh, it, sir. The, right, well, I, I realized that, and I mean, you know what I'm talking about when, when, they, do they, when they slide down the pole to. Um, or you know, whatever. Something on the like truck. that. Yeah, something yeah. like that. <laughs> my uh, <laughs> my my brother in law is the retired fire chief in town. Oh wow! And so he 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 retired last year. So I uh, I sent him a text. I'm like, hey, I'm a I'm a bona fide firefighter now. So I I need some benefits. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's that's what that's what my week ended up to be last week how, how was yours any any news anything going on oh no man just uh you know working away either uh behind the scenes here in the podcast or at my regular uh you know job job whatever nothing exciting nothing new uh but I had a birthday, but I mean that's not exciting. Well, that, that's pretty point. exciting. I mean, you're only Saturday. you've only had 28 of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on my uh, gosh, this has been my uh, 18th year, of something like maybe 18, 28th. Yeah, yeah. Uh, something yep. like that. Yeah, um, you start to lose track. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, eighteen or nineteen twenty twenty eighth in a row, dude. So, um, <laughs> did you uh, did you did you buy dinner for yourself or do something nice? Well, what did I do for myself that I can talk about on the podcast? Um, what did I do? I really, dude. Uh, I've been. I have been working a lot, and uh, I don't think I. I don't. I. I, I probably. Uh, ordered some oh no i know what i did i went to uh my uh my favorite local mexican place and got some uh sat down there you and go had, had, had a meal there and uh nice i got to uh chill out and uh just take it easy for in the evening and um you know just uh enjoy some good old chips and salsa nice and a uh, a big old torta mm. uh with the huitlacoche if oh. i'm saying that properly but the uh, that corn smut oh. the uh, that truffle corn truffle yes oh, so good so oh. good i've heard a lot about it man i really want to Dude, try it so good um You'll have to get you up here to try that out, and we'll have to hit some of these. You can go look at uh, the Snake Mound and some other long things, natural wonders, uh, and and, and, in ancient things here as well, Um, which, you know, some of which we'll be discussing on this episode. That's right. Yeah, we have (laughs) – this is a – this is a great one and a, a, a really interesting. We talked about a lot of different weird things with Ashley, yes. and she was kind enough to come on and uh, and bring the weird. Absolutely. Uh, today's guest is Ashley Hiltz from the podcast. On Wednesdays, we talk weird, and she is a podcaster. She's a paranormal investigator. And she is a natural storyteller, and boy, she's got some stories, and she is full of knowledge, and she has uh, got all sorts of connections into the this Fordian uh, investigation world, this weird world of all sorts of things. She's a fan of the cryptids, especially, but also, boy, we get into all we get into all all manner of beast. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> that we do, sir. You will, you will soon uh, find out. So, uh, without further ado, Ashley, thank you for joining us. What's your weird story? <laughs> um, well, apparently I'm extremely rude and I talk <laughs> over people. Um no, so I, I have a bunch of them. I I guess we'll just kind of see where this goes. Um, so in 2019, um, I ended up being invited to the Mothman Festival, okay? Okay, cool. Um, which, you know, everybody here should be pretty familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very skeptical of, of the Mothman. Um, so the whole point of me going was, at the time, I was kind of... Um, romantically involved with a YouTuber and he wanted to just make a, I mean, pretty large channel. He had about 250,000 subs, um, but he wanted to make like a little, you know, mini documentary on his channel about Point Pleasant and about the Mothman. He was really into that. And um, I wasn't, um, but I think in a bid to impress me, I was invited to go and participate which is totally fine. I, 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 you know, I didn't believe in the Mothman, but I sure did believe in partying. So I was down. <laughs> there you go. Um, 
So we went and um, I didn't know what it was called at the time uh, because I have always been a skeptic uh, of a lot of things. I was very scientifically driven. Um, I'm a proud, proud college dropout. Um, but I went to school initially for astrophysics and then eventually changed my major to criminal uh, psychology. So, uh, and then I dropped out and became a, a marketing specialist. So that was great. Um, <laughs> but anyway, you see where this is going. Pretty um, cut and dry, um, pretty much scientifically driven. And... Um, you know, I go and I spend my weekend in, you know, sleepy uh, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, which isn't very sleepy during the Mothman Festival. It's, yeah, it's pretty chaotic. I um, would imagine so. Yeah, it's it's pretty intense. But I experienced what I, I now know is a string of synchronicities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to be perfectly honest with you, at this point in my life... Um, I mean, it, it really rocked me. <laughs> just even that that one weekend, we left on a Friday, we came back home on Sunday, and it was just amazing uh, the types of things that that we had encountered there that um, aren't going to make too, too much sense in this short piece of the pie story. Um, but the good news is that um, I'm now working on a feature-length documentary about it. Great. Oh, cool. Uh, and do have physical evidence to back up some of these things. But some of the things that, that I'll tell you, um, you know, at the time we just kept calling them signs, right? Oh, that's a yeah. sign. These are signs, you know. Yeah. Um, at one point in time we were eating and we got we went outside after eating dinner or whatever. And um, the guy like stopped me. He's like, oh, my gosh, don't take a step further. Look down. And I'm like, okay, I look down right at my feet. There's a huge dead moth, um, which was odd. Um we stopped off at this pharmacy, <laughs> and I'll never forget it. Uh, the, two of the people that we were with, um, they were both uh, kind of – I'm not going to say they're terrible people. They were just really negative and wet blankets and right. bringing the whole party down, you know. Um, but they wanted to go to a pharmacy, and, um, you know, we'd stayed about an hour away from Point Pleasant. And so on the way to Point Pleasant, they Googled a pharmacy, which was another hour in the opposite direction (laughs) in the middle of nowhere, West Virginia. Um, So we get to this pharmacy and I'm a smoker and I can't smoke in the car. So while they're in there, I get out and I smoke. Um, I see this newspaper stand sitting there and really big on the side of it. I mean, in huge letters, the newspaper is called Signs of the Times. Um, So I thought that was really neat. And I um, took a picture with it. So. Just remember that part. I'm going to come back to that part, but mm-hmm. yep. I'm going to stop talking about it now. Okay. So <laughs> this whole series of events kind of thrust my life into this very weird place. Um, like I said, I was a marketing specialist for Victoria's Secret, of all places. Um, I had a really weird week in February of 2020, uh, which was only a couple of months later. Mm. And my entire life changed. Um, but one of the things that had happened that week was I had um, been laid off from my job. Well, at that point in time, the YouTube video thing, we had decided to take what we had learned up until that point and actually make it into not just a little rinky-dink YouTube video, but a full-length, a feature-length documentary. Oh, cool. And, um, you know, so I had already started investigating, interviewing witnesses to this weird creature. (laughs) And um, didn't initially, I mean, very skeptical, didn't really believe in this thing. I thought the Mothman was ridiculous. There's no way something like that was real. And, um, you know, like I said, things just kind of 
got strange when I lost my job. And, you know, at that point in time, that same week I lost my job. Um, the guy was with, the guy was working on all this stuff with, um, like ghosted me. I don't know where I'm so weird. Mm. Two weeks before we got engaged and then he just fell off the map. It was very strange. Wow. (laughs) Very strange. That's a sign Uh, for sure. I mean, you know, just really giant red flag. (laughs) Just see ya. Bye. It was very bizarre. And, uh, okay. Um, and then I was also, I was diagnosed with a big medical issue. Um, and then two weeks later I I couldn't even get a job because the entire fucking world shut down because of COVID. That's right. (laughs) So I was like, you know what? Feeling very low, obviously probably one of the lowest points in my entire life. Um, I decided to just throw myself into this world, and I started uh, taking on this role as an as an investigator full time. Um, so here here I am in 2023. I'm a full time 40 investigator. I've done really really well for myself. That's great. Uh, all things considered, thank you, thank you. Um, but you know, I'm not gonna. Hmm, it, I always hate telling this story, kind of, because um, it makes me sound fate. <laughs> it makes me sound hoaxy. It does. It makes me sound terrible. But again, just kind of building up the type of person that I was at the time, um, I was always in a cryptozoology. I, I think I was in like sixth grade when I saw the Patterson-Gimlin film, you know, the famous big book yeah. with the, oh, yeah. with yeah, the yeah. titties, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it blew my mind. Yeah. It blew me away. I could not believe that there were people that didn't think that that was real. Right. And um, so I was, I was into cryptids. I, I love these undiscovered animals. And initially, you know, as a teenager, I mean, I was really into it. I'd wake up every morning and check the Cryptomundo website. If you're as old as I am, you remember that. And um, every day I wanted to go to school for zoology. So that way I could, you know, have something credible to jump into cryptozoology with. But I still never would have thought that I would have been chasing the Mothman because, again, that – an undiscovered species, okay, that makes sense. A, a, a weird winged humanoid with glowing red eyes, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'd experienced that weird weekend that kind of showed me a touch of magic is real mm-hmm. and other things had been happening kind of along the way. Um, I'm gathering – eyewitness encounters, and now I'm really starting to actually actively research this topic. And a girl had come to me, and she wanted to share her, um, she had actually just had a Mothman encounter that weekend. And when this happened, it was probably early 2021 um, when she approached me. So her and her boyfriend were staying at a hotel in Atlanta, Georgia, and she told me that they had this weird humanoid thing that was like lurk like trying to like peek into their hotel window and stuff um and of course they were all the way up on the fourth floor of the hotel so (laughs) that was pretty horrifying now she disclosed to me that you know she's like uh, you know i i did take i had some edibles i had some some gummies and like everything kind of hit me in the face all at once and i recalled something that happened to me back in 2016. Um, so 2016, uh, I was very far removed from all this. Again, all this stuff would happen three years later. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just living living my best life, being the marketing specialist at Victoria's Secret, um, making edibles with my best friend at her house. And um, 
you know, we ate them and we, we had a good night and it was time to go to bed, whatever. You know, at that point in my life, I had smoked pot. I'd smoked a bunch of pot. I was in my 20s. Of course, I was smoking lots of yeah. pot. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. wasn't this wasn't new to me, you know. And um, But we're going to bed and I'm laying on our couch and, you know, I'm, I'm laying there and I just kind of start freaking out. And, um, you know, I, I didn't know. I'm like, it's probably I'm probably just freaking out. It's the weed, right? Yeah. Um, but it just keeps, like, growing. And I'm like panicking almost and then i you know when you're really fucked up <laughs> and you know like that one thing that i do anyway i think a lot of people do it is you'll kind of find a spot to like focus on so yeah. you can like yeah. reel yourself back in right put yourself right. back in reality an anchor point yeah right so i'm looking around the room and i kind of focus on the corner of the room she's got this like tall like tv cabinet and you know it's like catty corner and so i focus there i focus like on the top of that but on the top of this TV stand, um, something starts happening, <laughs> and something is like forming in the corner of the room. It's like, it's 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 weird because it's there, but it's not there. Like I can see it, but I'm not looking at it with my eyes. Mm. And as it continues to kind of form a shape, it's also not just like forming in the corner, but it's like growing outwards of the room. So there's like these big long what I assumed at the time were like arms growing over like the top over like the ceiling of the room. But then they start coming downwards. These aren't arms. These are wings. Oh, wow. So at that point, um, I got the hell up and I went and (laughs) woke my friend up and was like, um, I'm freaking out. You need to. And she just laughed. She just thought it was hilarious. She thought it was, you know, funny. I didn't tell her what I'd seen. Um, because I just didn't, I didn't believe in the supernatural. I didn't believe in stuff like that. You know, in my mind, that whole time, I was just really, really high and freaking out. Right, right. (laughs) You know, that's that's what it was. Um, But hearing this other person's story and having them relay that to me, you know, it just kind of... I don't know. It it really hit me like a ton of bricks in that moment. Um, Yeah. Synchronicity is a very personal experience that you have. And... Mm -hmm. Describing that experience to another person is a lot like describing a dream. They just don't get it. Unless they get right. it, they don't get it. Um, you know, but if you have ever experienced anything like it to whatever personal degree you have, you know that when something's significant, it just kind of washes over your whole body. You just yeah. feel it everywhere. And that's what this was. And um you know, at that point, I had talked to so many Mothman witnesses. Um, one thing that I do uh, as an investigator is my eyewitnesses, you know, I'm, I'm friends with them. I, we we form a friendship. I don't just go, hey, you know, tell me tell me what happened and then, sure. okay, I'll never call you again. Um, because credible people, um, you know, you kind of have to vet them right. over and over right. and over again. Um, when, when someone's on trial for a crime, you don't just have them confess one time and that's it. You have to ask them continuously. Sure. And you develop a relationship too with them that you're somebody they can trust to, to yeah. tell this stuff too. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, right. absolutely. Because they've spent their whole life being chastised for it or right. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we kind of, um, you know, build up a good repertoire and some people I do end up, you know, kind of along the way, I'm like, Oh, this person's just batshit crazy or, right. Oh, they're just seeking attention because they never Mm -hmm. had it or, but there are genuine people that I have that I I feel are being very truthful. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, looking at all these encounters, the one thing about Mothman across the board that is valid is that all of these experiences that people have with this thing are gravely personal. 
um, you know, when you look at even some of the key witnesses, you know, this is a life changing experience for these people. Right. Yeah. You know, it, it just rocks you to the core. And I don't think I recognized it at the time because I had gotten other things in my life. I had gotten thrust into this new work position at the time. You know, I was kind of um, finally finding my own independence and my own life. And um, I think that it was kind of my personal experience with this creature was a slow burn. And uh, I don't know if that's to make it more significant for me because somebody like me needs that to take notice or what. Um, I don't even know if there's a sentience behind it, if I'm perfectly honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't gotten to ask the guy yet. If I ever see him again, I'm, I've got plenty of questions. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, um, so, you know, I suppose that's that's the basics of um, my story. Um, I'll, I'll pause there. Again, I have more, um, but I'm going to give you guys a little bit of room to breathe and ask and whatever. <laughs> I'm curious, like, kind of what the folks that you've come across and that you've interviewed, is there one or maybe maybe a couple that stand out to you as, like, really phenomenal stories? And um, is there something there that, like, you know, that you – you sort of um, decided at a certain point, I know you have your own experience, but this is worth sort of go, this is worth the avenue to go down, like talking to other people. Um, just what do you mean as far as Mothman goes? Yeah, or yeah, just yeah, in general? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll tell you the, I'll tell you the encounter that really changed my life. Uh-huh. Um, that, that changed me from being a full on Mothman skeptic to maybe I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I had no social media footprint. Okay. And when I went to the Mothman festival in 2019, I didn't even own a smartphone yet. Okay. Um, so I just wasn't, I was very much a live in the moment type of person, you know? Right. Um, so I was like, well, if I'm going to be like making documentaries on YouTube and stuff, I better get good at this. Um, so (laughs) I'm trying to build some type of footprint online. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, you know, did the first thing that I did, I reached out to to my community. So I had a Facebook page, like most people do, um, filled, uh, you know, of a jury of my peers at that point, people that I actually knew. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I put a call out and just because, hey, has anybody ever seen The Mothman? And um, so I worked at a at a movie theater for like five years of my life. And one of my old bosses reaches out to me. She says, actually, yes, I've seen him, and my mom's seen him too. And I was like, oh, great, wonderful. I know this person. This is easy. Um, so I call her up, and I talk to her, and I talk to her mom. Um, they both tell me their experiences. Um, she had seen this thing in a nearby town. So they lived in Beaver Creek, Ohio. Many people probably don't know what the hell that is, but it's just a little suburb of Dayton. And um, it kind of also meets up to where like the trees start happening, right? It's like on the edge of town. Um, But anyway, she had seen the Mothman um, right in her neighborhood because they lived right on a tree line and um, had seen him one night just kind of hanging out in the background in the tree line and thought it was scary, her and a friend, and so they went home. Um, Her mom had seen it two times. Uh, The one time she saw him, it was just walking down the street. It was walking weird. It looked very weird and staticky. Okay. Um, 
and strange. (laughs) But the second time she said that she saw it, and these aren't even the stories yet that convinced me, but these are fun to add in there. Um, The second time that she had seen it, she went out to her garage to leave and uh, she opens up, you know, there's a door connecting the house to the garage, right? You go through the house to get out there. And um, she opens up the door to go out there and it's hanging upside down like a bat in her garage. Oh, wow. Holy shit. She said it was it was probably seven feet tall. It almost the head almost touched the floor. Damn. And and her ten foot tall um, garage. And she opened the garage door. You know, to leading to the outside. Just went back in the house and let it. And it laughed eventually. Um, wow. <laughs> so Damn. Wow. That, that was something else. But that wasn't the kicker. She was like, "Hey, do you know about Helltown?" And um, I did know about Helltown because, as I said before, that point in my life. I used to do a lot of drugs. And one of the things we used to do is get high and go to spooky places. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that was most of my adolescence. Um, so I had heard of this place. Helltown is uh, Boston Township, Ohio. It, it is an abandoned town. It's not abandoned. Um, so the government had purchased the property to add it on to the Cuyahoga Nature Reserve up in northern Ohio. And so they had pretty much kicked all the residents out of the town. And so there's tons of spooky stories tied to it, most of which are bullshit. Mm. Um, I think the Travel Channel did like a terrible mockumentary on it, talking about how there's a Wendigo up there that killed some teenagers or something. It's terrible. Don't watch it. Um, But the town does have some history. I was like, no, you know, I I know a little bit about how town – she was like, listen – I have a guy that you need to talk to. I'm going to, I'm just going to, let's just have a cookout because that's what we do in Ohio. We have cookouts to bond. And <laughs> she's like, let's just have a cook. I will invite him. I'll invite you. We'll talk about it. I'm like, all right. Um, so I go to their house and we have a cookout and everything's fine and normal and nothing weird at all is happening. And <laughs> so at the end of the night, um, you know, everybody's kind of on chill mode and mm-hmm. a couple other people left, you know, we're all sitting around and um, we're in the living room and, I remember the mom comes in from the kitchen. She sits down in her chair. She takes her glasses off, starts cleaning them, looks at this older man, I, you know, and, and goes, tell her the story. And this man, um, I mean, all the color, completely left his body, completely left his body um, just instantly. And he goes, what story? <laughs> And she just continues to give him the death stare um, until eventually he lets out a big old sigh and proceeds to tell me the story. Um, so this gentleman during the 1970s was a park ranger for the Cuyahoga Nature Reserve up there um, near Helltown. They wanted to have extra patrols around the town itself because everybody had newly been kicked out. They were worried about the townspeople retaliating, so they would do a lot of stuff um, like, you know, they were worried about somebody catching the whole town on fire or just destroying things or or just rowdy teenagers. So they were doing extra patrols in that area. Um, So he's doing his rounds one night, and, you know, he's checking out the town, and it's fine. So he's kind of heading back towards the main area away from it, and he randomly comes upon a fence, like an eight-foot-tall chain-link fence that's taller than him. And he had never seen that fence before, and he's there every single night doing nightly patrols. So he's kind of walking the parameter of it, trying to figure out where it's coming from. And, he, and he's hearing noises, but he can't doesn't really know what they are. And he eventually comes upon a clearing of trees, and he looks out into the clearing, and he sees what he said to me was, all I can tell you is that it looked like Jeepers Creepers. Oh, wow. So... 
like the creeper, you know, has, yeah. is is very humanoid <laughs> wings. Yeah. Um, and he said that surrounding this creature were about four or five men dressed in what seemed to be some type of military garb. Mm. And he said it, he said it was like attacking them. It was attacking them with like electricity. I think oh, what wow. he meant was like some type of telekinetic, telepathic, something else. Okay. Um, but he said, you know, at that point he left and he never went back to his job after oh, that. Wow. Damn. Um, he never went back. He went on to go do something else. Um, and you know, I couldn't believe what I was here. This is probably, I mean, I believe aside from like the mom story and like, you know, the coworker and stuff, I'd heard little stories. I'd never heard a story like this. Yeah. And this was the first time I was sitting face to face with somebody telling me an encounter that they had hadn't wow. happened yet. Um, oh, so I get in my car and at that point, you know, I call the boyfriend that I'm with at the time and, and I tell him, listen, I'm not doing this anymore. I cannot do this anymore. <laughs> um, because I, I don't know. I didn't, I never believed in government conspiracy or anything like that. And I still don't. Um, but you know, that day I, I did. What if that was real? What if the government's trying to cover something? And what if I now know something that I shouldn't know? I just put my whole fucking family in danger. Right. Um, I drove to my best friend's house. You know, I told her, I'm like, we got to talk, but we like can't take our phones or anything with us. <laughs> and we went up to the middle of fucking nowhere and I told her about what happened. And she was like, you know, but the guy could be crazy. I'm like, no, listen, I watched the fear in this man's eyes, <laughs> you know. And um, she was like, well, you know, you definitely don't have to be a martyr for these types of things. But, you know, if you don't tell the stories, who will? And um, so I you know, sat with it for about a good week and then, you know, decided, Hey, I'm going to do it. And I've told that story now, you know, I give lectures at things all the time and, you know, I've got my own show and I do other people. So I've told the story so many times now and, and so far I'm still alive. So. That's great. <laughs> Thank you. Can you tell us like, does the, is the Mothman is, does it, does it date back to like native American culture? Is that where it comes from? Or do you know? I do know. That's a good question. Um, so one of the things that I aim to do as an investigator, especially of the Mothman, is to show that the Point Pleasant situation wasn't an isolated situation. Um, it seemed like there was a flap. I don't believe in the concept of flaps. Yeah. I just believe that people – where there is a flap, there is an investigator. There's somebody to report these things to. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like it seems like there's a high volume of encounters because these people finally have somewhere to share it. Um, but, but my goal is to show that this creature um, has been around – everywhere all the time indiscriminately um and you know going back to native american lore um yeah especially in in this area the algonquins have the flying head um which was very much a symbol of of destruction um which i don't believe the mothman is but they would have this weird creature that was like it was like a head with wings and and sometimes that's that's what this thing is described as, kind of mm -hmm. stumpy with wings. Um, but very much the same thing. It's got the characteristic glowing red eyes that screeched like a banshee. Mm. Um, I mean, there definitely is something to it. Yeah. I just, I think that you can find this creature everywhere. You're just going to find it by a different name in every culture. Yeah, yeah. sure. It's really interesting, though, because we've had, um, I know we've had at least one Mothman uh, story experience on the show 
and it was from northern Ohio, uh, closer to Cleveland. Um, and it was in a suburb of Cleveland, and it was probably, I think it was in the, like the 70s or 80s. Um, this this woman, she was, a high, she was a teenager, maybe her late teens, early 20s, and she looked out her window, and I want to say she looked out her window and saw it, or maybe it flew in. I don't know. It was I can't remember. It's been a while. But was that the Youngstown? Was that was that right or no? Is that different? Is that a different story? I, I there's another one where they they saw it. Uh, it was like in their bedroom. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the one. Then that's yeah, the Youngstown. one. Okay, yeah. okay. So yeah, that's that's the one we've had here. And, well, it matches the um, Cuyahoga area. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're talking that that northern Ohio piece, mm-hmm. that's yeah. And, and then the same time frame. It sounds like very yep. interesting. And now I wanted to ask you, since obviously you've been doing a lot of research on this, what have you uh, found about the uh, all the recent, fairly recent sightings near O'Hare Airport in Chicago? Oh man. Um, are you ready for a hot take? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so um, I, I am actually very, very good friends with Tobias Whalen, who wrote the Lake Michigan Mothman book. Mm-hmm. Um, we just spent time together at the Frogman Festival two, oh, two weekends ago or whatever. Um, and, you know, kind of how we have played this is, you know, we'll pass off. If I get a witness that's in that area, I, I want him to go investigate it. If he gets a witness in this area, he wants me to go investigate it. It's great. It works great because we're Chicago's far from me. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so, you know, I, I hate to say it. I think that I, I do believe that there have been sightings in the Chicago area of Mothman. I don't believe that there are sightings happening at the Chicago O'Hare Airport. Um, one thing that I have been personally trying to do, as well as with Tobias, is track down these witnesses. Right. Um, and they're all anonymous, which, listen, I get people – there are people that want to remain anonymous, but a lot less than you think, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, most people are more than happy to give their name. You know, even even just their first name. Yeah, tell them my yeah. name's Stephanie or whatever. Um, all of these are anonymous. All of them are coming from the exact same source – which is really suspicious, mm-hmm. um, especially because, like, if you Google, like, Chicago Mothman or Lake Michigan Mothman, the first person that pops up in that source, it's it's Tobias Whalen. He's mm. not getting these reports directly. Um, you know, it seems really suspicious. My co-host for my podcast is a Chicago native. And um, he's, as a matter of fact, he's, he's an engineer at, at his day job. Um, mm. And... You know, he, he knows a ton of people that work at that, that airport employs like 30,000 people. Yeah, uh, right. that's huge. So we had an idea, especially because there was a story that came out, I think it was around New Year's, maybe it was older than that, where allegedly a couple of employees had seen not just one Mothman, but multiple Mothmen and recorded them and then mm-hmm. were taken by security to a weird remote location and forced to delete the videos off their phone. It just, the story itself didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, it seemed very suspicious. So at that point in time, I'm like, okay, listen, there's got to be talk around the water cooler at the airport of these people working there. Even if they hadn't seen it directly, surely mm-hmm. they they know the person that did or they know somebody that knows somebody. They're talking about it, right? Yeah. And so we have been trying to put a call out, trying to find people that work at the airport just to talk to us. Like, I don't even want them to share their story with me. I, I just want to know, have you ever heard your fellow right. coworkers talk about this? 
zero people have come forward. Hmm. Out of 30,000 employees, zero people have come forward. Um, again, my co-host is a native there, knows people that works there. He recently went on a hunting trip with one of the engineers at the airport. And um, now these engineers, I mean, they have access to areas that you wouldn't even know exist in buildings. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, it's kind of their job. And, you know, he kind of talked to him about it. Didn't want to come off as crazy um, because the man was holding a gun, shooting ducks. So, you know, he, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> he, he played it safe, but they were kind of talking about it. And the guy's just like, yeah, that's all bullshit. I, he's like, I don't, I've never seen it and, you know, heard anything about it except for what's on the internet, you know? And so there's just, I want it to be a thing. I, I really do. But there's no evidence to back it up. And I wouldn't be doing my job very well if I backed it just because somebody that I have never met before, never talked to, says that they're getting reports of it. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, so. that's the thing is you do have to verify. You do have to follow through as an as an investigator. Right. Um, you know, you, you, that's your what you do. We just we're we're not we're couch. We just sit back and talk to people and listen to their stories. <laughs> that's okay. that's right. important, too. Yeah, and just you know, we're we're very casual about it. You know, sure. you know, we're not going to go out yeah. and find stuff. <laughs> we we, prov- we provide a platform. Yeah. We did go to the Bigfoot Festival a few years ago. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, and I I would have gone to the uh, Frogman Festival, except I didn't find out about it until that literally the day after. Oh, we have it next year. Where's yeah, that at? Yeah. Where's that? That was in. So, uh, it was held in Mason, Ohio, at the okay. right by Kings Island, the Great Wolf Lodge, right there. Yeah, it, not far from me at all. Is Missed that a, out. Is that an encrypted yeah. conference or what is that? Yeah, it's to commemorate the uh, the anniversary of um, one of the sightings of the Loveland frog creature, which okay. was seen uh, well twice, uh, maybe more than that. It just depends on who you ask. Um, but very popular sighting. It was it was uh, by a police officer um, who saw it in the more famous one in the 70s, uh, Ray Shockey. And um, he was doing his patrols one night around the Little Miami River, and a three-foot-tall bipedal lizard creature uh, walked out in front of his car, jumped the guardrail, and uh, that's all she wrote. And then uh, two weeks later... His buddy police officer allegedly shot the creature and um, claims that it was somebody's pet iguana missing its tail. Wow. Um, Do I, did I know? I don't know if I know that. I don't know if I'm aware <laughs> of this uh, frogman thing. I don't yeah. frogman. Interesting. Well, if you don't know, now you know. Now yeah, I it's know. a pretty cool story. That's <laughs> great. Cool. Yeah, it's a, it is a really great one. And, of course, I mean, it's one of the bigger ones in this area Yeah, uh, because it's just right there. Yeah, Ohio um, seems to be this weird sort of, like, culmination hotbed of, like, Bigfoot, Mothman, now this frog frogman thing, that that's interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm finding that Ohio is 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 a lot of ghosts. Wherever you, whatever you need, it's here in Ohio. <laughs> right, right. It's, yeah. it, it's weird and strange. Whatever you need, it's here in Ohio. Yeah, that's it's well. That's one of the reasons that's why I love being here. You know, initially when I was getting <laughs> into this and I was traveling around all these small towns and, um, you know, taking in all these legends everywhere. I mean, I'll tell you, West Virginia is, is my second home. Mm. Um, probably if it wasn't for all the meth, I'd move there by now. But uh, it's. <laughs> It's pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, but I love it there, you know. But after being everywhere, I, I I really like Ohio. And not just that, it's just central to everything I'm investigating. Um, because you kind of have your big trifecta. Every every state has something weird. I get people all the time, what's in my state that's weird? Oh, trust me, there's something. Yeah, for sure. Um, everybody's got something. 
But when you look at all this activity, I mean, clearly, you know, you've got a lot just all up and down Appalachia, all up and down it. Um, But you have this like perfect trifecta between Ohio, West Virginia, and Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And um, it is very odd. I know when I was trying to connect with... um, Somebody from from the Chippewa. So I try to take Native – because a lot of people just go, oh, Native Americans, that's why, right? Yeah. And um, that's like the whitest white person thing that you can do. It's really rude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when I talk about this stuff, I, I want to get it straight from the source. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll try to go directly to – you know, these Native Americans and people are like, well, they hate, they hate us. They don't want to talk to us. Well, that's not really true. You just got to ask, you know, yeah, just, right. they're human too. Um, yeah. But when I was talking with somebody from the Chippewa tribe and I told them, Hey, I'm an investigator from Ohio. And this is kind of what I do. Like the first thing they said to me was, Oh, Ohio, that's sacred land that I'm like, Oh, well, I don't know if that makes me feel good or, or terrified. Um, <laughs> right. A little bit of both, I guess. Well, I mean, there is a lot of earthworks that are in Ohio. I mean, you know, there's the the, the, the Snake Mound is the most famous one, probably. Okay, I was wondering where that was. Where? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, where is where where in Ohio is that? Do you know? Um, I'm sorry. It, what? What was the subject? I have a child at my house that was distracting me for a moment. <laughs> That's okay. The snake bound. The, oh, yeah. Uh, snake, snake bound is uh, right outside of Athens, Ohio. Yeah. Okay. And that's kind of on the border, mm-hmm. you know, not far from the border of Ohio and West Virginia okay. and Pennsylvania, really. Um, yeah. so, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, snake bound is very interesting. Yeah, it's fascinating. It's yeah. beautiful. I went, uh, I went there one time. I want to go back, but I went there one time and there was like nobody there. And, um, like I, um, I was. I, they've got this tower that you can walk up to look at it from above, and it's you know basically just open. So it's like you know just an erector set basically. It's just bars and some flat areas, but it's all open. There's no walls in it. Yeah. And I get weirded out. I get. I get. I get. Like kind of vertigo-y, um, I get shaky. My knees like will shake and stuff if I go up too many steps like that, where I can see through. And this is where I can see through all of it. So I was really, really freaking out. But I made myself go all the way to the top. Uh, and I, I am talking. You know, my knees are just shaking like crazy as I'm getting up because it's probably like thirty feet in the air. Yeah, it's a it's a good, you know, but, you know, it's the view was worth it. You know, I mean, I could barely get over to the edge to look at it, but I had because I had a death grip on, you yeah. know, the rails yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you're like me with heights, dude. I hate dude, heights, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, no. it's uh, my, not my jam, but I had to do it, you know, so, but also I know that I will never go up the Eiffel Tower. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. just not going to happen. Anything right. like that. I don't know when it happened, but it's, it just started happening. And that was that was a really terrifying experience. And I forced myself to do it because uh, I turned I was going up and I turned around like halfway in. I was like, oh, fuck this. I'm going. I can't. But then I was like, no, I've got to do this. I've got to go up there. I've got to look at least take some pictures so I can, you yeah. know, look at it well, later. But, you. you know, I forced myself to do it because it was important because, you know, I mean, this is is history you know and it's a big big thing of history that you know 
So yeah, there's all sorts of places like that around, though, in Ohio, where there are these earthworks, these mounds and such. And uh, that's cool. Fortresses and stuff. So it's yeah. it's really it's a really cool, you know, it's a really cool state, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not unlike Canada, Barry. Um, <laughs> True. Yeah. Canada's a little Canada might edge it out a little bit, but uh, <laughs> Ohio's my second favorite state. <laughs> we had a Canadian guest on, and uh, I had alluded that uh, Canada Canada is a great state. And, oh wow! <laughs> Very nice. Uh, I think Just like I, an American, yeah. think everything's about yeah, exactly. us. I think I forgot to take my medication that day. Uh. Get this. We call it what's your weird story, right? But we don't limit it to weird stories. It's true. Sometimes we have crazy travel and epic adventure stories. Sometimes we do book reports and other special episodes. Sometimes we'll cover some weird news. Sometimes I'll see one of my oldest, dearest friends just dancing around and punching the air for five minutes before we sit down and record an episode. But hey, it's all good because it's fun to talk to people, to make new friends, to get in touch and reacquainted with old friends and hear amazing stories. So you're obviously very into cryptids. Do you investigate any kind of other Fordian type stuff? Oh yeah, all of it. Um, You know, so... uh, Anything and everything. I mean, again, I got into this because of cryptozoology. Mothman's mm-hmm. not a cryptid. Um, you know, I know that's shocking to a lot of people. That's shocking um, to me. I didn't realize that. He's not. No, he's not a cryptid. Uh, cryptozoology was coined by Ivan T. Sanderson and um, Bernard Hubelmans um, and defined cryptozoology as being, um, you know, the science of creatures that uh, basically aren't recognized by science yet. They're just Again, unidentified species of animal. Um, Mothman's not that. It doesn't live here. There's no Mothman nest. You're not going to find yeah, one. Right. Um, you know, you can't go hunt this thing. It, it comes to you. And um, so, therefore, you know, I, I prefer John Keel's term, ultra-terrestrial. Um, right. Okay. To anything else, which, you know, basically is... Um, I, I would also categorize uh, extraterrestrials all as ultra-terrestrial. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so I ended up getting into this for cryptozoology, but becoming a ufologist more <laughs> than anything else. Um, so, you know, of course, I've had to investigate. I don't really get to choose what I investigate. Um, mm-hmm. Everything kind of comes to me intuitively. And that's where it sounds a bit woo. And, and I know it does, but there's plenty of things that fall into my lap that I don't have to choose. I mean, you just kind of get a lead somewhere and, and you roll with it. Yeah, it's fun. It's yeah, fun. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And, um, you know, but I still go into everything, again, as a complete skeptic, um, because there's a lot of bullshit out there. And, yeah. you know, so you, you kind of have to lead through it a little bit um, when you're True. trying to to make discoveries. And, um, you know, but some of the, the places that – some of the rabbit holes that it's, you know, led me down is, um, t- you know, injured cold. I mean, that's that's a big mm-hmm. one. Um, it kind of dawned on me that, um, 
you know, right now, Injured Cold, for anybody that doesn't know who that is, um, is the alien that uh, gentleman uh, Woodrow Derenberger met 10 days before the Mothman sighting started happening in Point Pleasant. Uh, Woodrow ended up having a lifelong relationship with this alien, Injured Cold. And, um, you know, Woodrow's dead now, but his daughter, Tanya, maintains the story um, because it's not a story for her. She was four years old when this encounter took place and she's known injured cold all her life. Um, And he Mm. still comes and visits her. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Um, So, you know, I took it upon myself. Hey, listen, if injured cold is real, if this is a real person or whatever you want to call him, uh, the only way that I'm going to meet him is through Tanya. Um, So I got to know Tanya, which was actually uh, very easy. Actually, she's just a nice person. Uh, you know, so, um, I've gotten to know her really well and, you know, she is, has been suffering a lot of like health issues mm. and it kind of dawned on me that, um, you know, if she dies, I've gotten so close to the situation that I'm the one that's got to carry the story now. Right. And, um, it's a little, it's a little intimidating, but it's also kind of neat. <laughs> there was, um, Gosh, what was it? Is it Hellier? Is that what the series? There's the, the two-part series about the uh, that group that's also, I think, out of. I think they're out of Cincinnati. The, yeah, that's uh, Hellier. <laughs> yeah, um, they also did where they went one of their rabbit holes for. I think their second season was uh, Intercol. Um, oh, were that was that the the people that would go sit in. Um, some of those like tunnels and stuff and yeah like, yeah yeah yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the first one yeah. that was oh, the first yeah. season they went yeah because all the underground tunnels connected and stuff because okay. all because of the uh, the goblin like creature okay um, and so yeah their investigation took some interesting twists and turns um, and I, yeah I don't know you know I'm not sure you know. Uh, where it all ended, um, and if if there was if there's going to be a third series or something like that, that would help out. But um, they, I just know that's where they really went into a lot with hmm. with that, and also yeah, I don't know if they went into Moth. Well, I guess they did go to Point Pleasant for a little bit of Mothman, but not as. Yeah, they um they they I feel like they did kind of resurrect some of these tales a little bit. Uh, Mothman didn't really need resurrecting. No. Um, the festival and that terrible movie. Um, oh <laughs> really. man, the Mothman prophecies. Yeah, yeah that movie's awful. Was that Richard Gere? <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, yep. sure yep. is. Yep. Yeah, playing John Keel. I think I changed his name though. I don't know why. Um, it's so bad. I, they just need to redo that and make it better. Um, but yeah, I mean that kind of propelled Mothman. But but you know how you definitely propelled some of these lesser known stories. I think Endred's case is definitely um, one of them because. Yeah. That's the most fascinating. You know, in this situation, it sounds nuts. And I always, always set that one down because it sounded so fucking crazy. Uh, Woodrow says that, you know, he, he's he been to Intrude's planet. Landulos, he's been there. He went there a couple times. And I'm just like, no fucking way. No fucking way. <laughs> jerk off, go to land. No way. You know, and I'm just not. I'm not believing it. Um, but when you look at the evidence... I can't, I can't even believe that I, I say this anymore, but when you look at the the body of evidence for the situation, you know, you've got um, – Woodrow was, was um, 
you know, interviewed extensively and evaluated by a psychologist. The psychologist came forward and said, yeah, he's clear. He's fine. He's not crazy. It's not his test results. That's not why I know he's not crazy. I know he's not crazy because I've met Indrid. <laughs> I've talked to the guy. He talked to me telepathically. He's real. You know, yeah. why would a psychologist put his, his license on the line for a lie? These people don't make money off of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been to Tanya's house. It ain't great. <laughs> you know, she's not making anything to, to keep the story going. Yeah. You know, his wife, they got divorced. Tanya, Tanya's mother, they got divorced. And, um, you know, the wife said it, it wasn't because of he's crazy. I, I've had Indrid and his children at my house. Um, it, you know, Indrid's very real. It's because I couldn't deal with the pu- publicity surrounding yeah. it. Yeah. Um, you yeah, know, a you lot of times it, with those bigger cases like that, with where they really blow up, it ends up, I mean, it, it can ruins people's lives yeah 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 and it is interesting to hear it from the perspective of tanya who like i said was four when all this mm-hmm. happened you know she'd always grown up with people sitting in their bushes trying to catch a glimpse of the grinning man you know um, it was right. constant for her um so it, it is a very interesting uh story which you know I, again I, I still have some skepticism on and some days i'm just i'm like you know what there's no way none of that's real. It's just no fucking way. And then something happens again, and I'm like, I think this really might be the real deal. <laughs> yeah. That's important too, though, that you remain that way. I think that's healthy, you know. Um, so did that lead you? So like, how long? How long have you been doing your podcast? And does that did that did this does it, these experiences, relationships lead you into that, or how, how did you start down that road? Sure. Um, so I started the podcast back in March of 2020. Um, like a lot of people that started podcasts, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but you know, at that point in time, like I said, all, all these things had just happened in my life, right. In February, two weeks before this in February. And, um, I had really started building for myself because one of the things that I was going to be damned if I didn't do was finish this documentary. Mm. Um, you know, it was a story that that needed to be told. But again, I had absolutely zero social media footprint. Nobody knew who I was. Yep. Um, you know, I knew how it was going to Point Pleasant and trying to film. Nobody knows who the hell you are. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. Um, and then just trying to, you know, interview people. I'm like, okay, so clearly I, I need to have something here on social media. So I kind of started getting into it. Um, well, my co-host now, which is kind of funny, um, how this all started, uh, he was following me on Twitter because he is a filmmaker and, you know, at the time I never filmed anything a day in my life. Again, guys, smartphone, 2019, I I had no clue what I was doing. Um, wasn't a technical person at all. And so I had put a call out on social media, just looking for people to help get on board making this documentary. You know, I need editors. I need just everybody, anybody and everybody, need all the help I can get. I can't pay you. Sorry. Um, (laughs) you know, and he gets a hold of me and he sends me this big, long email one day and explains to me, um, this very strange experience that he had as a child. He's actually, he's a contactee. So he Mm. saw aliens in his home as a child, um, hanging out with his mom. So very interesting story, but that wasn't what he wanted to help me with. He was a filmmaker, but he kind of was just attracted to the whole fringe belief thing. So he was really into this. Um, so he calls me and you know, we're, I'm just kind of telling him like who I am, why I'm here, why I need help, you know, where I'm at right now. And he's like, look, why don't you just start a podcast? You don't have to do anything. You can sit at home, not wear pants, and just record things. And you're creating content, and you're kind of getting yourself out there a little bit. Yep. 
Um, so I did. I started a podcast with my my best friend. We were pretty much, you know, pandemic buddies, lockdown buddies, you know. Yep. Mm. And uh, her and I started doing it every week, talking about, you know, various topics. And um, so, you know, of course, when I use the podcast, if I really need a quick title that somebody can Google, right, I, I need to have some type of credibility, I can just bam the podcast, um, yeah. you know, and it, it kind of gives me some type of backing from just, you know, your friendly neighborhood weirdo. Yeah. Um, so it, it gave me something. Uh, in September of that year, my original co-host uh, went back to work, was going back to normal life, didn't have time to do the podcast anymore. And the guy who inspired me to do it in the first place, Pat O, um, jumped on board, and he's been my co-host ever since. So, oh, nice, nice. Um, kind of came full circle there. And uh, But, it, yeah, it, it's definitely helped. I mean, at minimum... You know, you can type things up on on a you know on a tweet, you know, on a, on a Facebook post, um, but you can't really get stories across unless you're yeah. telling up. Exactly. You know, and and I wanted people to know who I was and and why I was here and why I was doing it um, because I think that, you know, a lot of these communities, um, when you look at them, they just look batshit crazy. And yeah. again, it's probably because some of them are, or they're just seeking some type of validation, mm-hmm. making up stories to feel important. Um, I, I feel really strongly that we need to get away from that. We need, you know, intelligent, educated people to come in and be like, look, not all of it's bullshit because yeah. here we are, you know, we're okay. We're not nuts. We're just, we just want to solve the mystery. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I, I try to do that with the show. You yeah. Know? That's great. I mean, that's, uh, it's always nice to have a, a place where you can go to and you can get long form ideas out there because right. there's only so much attention somebody's going to be able to pay with their eyes and um, and time wise too. I mean, I find that people that listen to podcasts usually have a little bit; they have a longer attention span. Um, I think that's just part of the process of listening to podcasts. Like you're kind of for the most part, you're listening to a podcast, either you're traveling somewhere or maybe you're in the shower or, you know, you have, you have, you have time that you can kind of, kind of get into stuff. And right. um, you got a job that, you know, yeah, you know, you don't that's what I do during my work. day. Yeah. I, 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 I do manual labor type stuff and I have headphones in and, and I, I consume a lot of material that way. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, I love, I love it. And, and I think, you know, the more the better because you know your 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 lane our lane is similar in that we're talking about these things that often people they it's not that they don't want to talk about them they do want to talk about them but they don't necessarily want to talk about them with their friends they'll go on to a podcast where they don't know anybody and they'll talk about these weird things no problem um but when it comes to talking to their their friends oftentimes people are too they just they don't want to let people know that they've had these experiences, you know, or these mm-hmm. ideas. So um, that's the reason why we started doing it. Um, and we've just we've had such great conversations with people. And I can tell you that out, out of five years of doing this, I don't think we might have had one conversation with somebody when we were done with it. We were kind of like. Uh, what do we do with this? <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? But like, that's it. It's yeah. It, it, yeah. people are amazing. Really? You know, for the most part. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, you know, I don't typically, I don't always come across people that I'm like, Oh, okay. This person, you know, they're, they're out there. Um, right. Right. It just depends on who it does. I, yeah. You know, on the day. For sure. Um, 
really tell a lot of, we don't really have a lot of people that come on and tell their personal experience. We've had some. Yeah. Um, so the first interview that we ever did with anybody, the first time we ever had another person on the show, um, <laughs> was this fucking guy who, okay, so. <laughs> when you <laughs> introduce him as this fucking guy. This, this, this fucking, fucking you know, guy. Be, this is going to be good. <laughs> people that listen to the show and are here listening because I told them to come listen to the show already know what the fuck I'm going to say. And <laughs> they love it. I promise. Um, so, okay. A little bit of backstory. When my ex ghosted me, remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, for whatever reason, he also decided it was a really good idea to put uh, revenge porn out there mm. and, like, uh. leaked uh, all of our videos and everything out on the internet with my name, address, my contact information, all that good stuff. Oh, my God. Oh, what uh, a class act. You know, I must have been an asshole. I don't know um, what I did, but I was a bad person, I guess. Um, so, again, I, no social media footprint, right? All of a sudden, I'm getting, like, slammed with, with Facebook friend requests. I had no idea. what. For the longest time, I had no clue that this was happening. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm just, I mean, thousands in a day. And I'm like, who are all these people? Now, initially, when I'd broken up, like, my social media, because, again, my, my specialty is marketing. I know what I'm doing there. Yeah. Um, when I'd broken up my social media, my Twitter and my Instagram were, like, my business stuff. That's where everybody can follow. My Facebook was not. That was supposed to be personal. It was supposed to be mine. But I had all these people coming in and adding me, and I didn't really understand, you know, why. I'm like, well, I must have done something good somewhere. Maybe people like the podcast. I don't know. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm adding all these people. And, of course, I'm getting – I'm a pretty lady on the internet. I'm getting all kinds of, you know, uh, Richard Nixons in my inbox, and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's great. And, uh, you know, one day some guy finally, like, sends me a screenshot and is like, hey, do you have – can I buy this video off you? That's my fucking video right on my couch. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, man. Oh. Um, and that was like three months down the line. Okay. Wow. So I found out then, and I'm like, well, this makes a lot of sense now why people are going. Because they're not adding me from like my Twitter handle, right? Because yeah. they have my first and last name. That's where they're adding me. <laughs> like, that's great. Um, so I'm like finally kind of weeding people out, right? Um, so I have this guy jump in my inbox. But he actually um, – you know, I had, I had talked about being a filmmaker. Like I have, I have posted on my Facebook, I'm a filmmaker. And, um, he was like, uh, he was like, Oh, you make films. And I'm like, Oh God, here we go. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, well, okay. He's like, I have this thing, right. I have this, this trick that I do. And you know, I I think it's really great and I want to get it out there. And I'm like, all right, guy. So I entertain him a little bit just because, you know, it's different than the typical, you know, hey, gorgeous, or just here's a picture of my penis. Right. Um, so I'm like, okay, so let's see where let's see where this goes. And the guy's talking to me, like, what's the trick? And he's like, you're not gonna believe me. He's like, but I have the biggest penis in the world. And I'm like, okay, all right, sure you do, but uh. <laughs> and he's like, No, like I'm serious, and I can like do things with it. Like I can like do push-ups with my penis. And I'm just like, whatever, dude. Okay, whatever. And so he sends me pictures of his penis. All right. And sure enough, uh, I'm gonna tell you right now, this guy's got the largest penis in the entire world. I know this, right? <laughs> I'm a tech expert at this point. I know. <laughs> Seen plenty in my inboxes, and I'm just and I'm blown away because I'm like googling the guy's name. Surely he's in a he's in a record somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This shit is crazy. He had like a picture of him like laying down. This is just kind of for perspective. He's got a picture of him laying down. His dick is laying flat up against his body. The actual head of the dick comes up to about the bridge of his nose. And it is about half as wide of a, of a space, right? Good it's the biggest Lord. dick in the world. Jeez. Even the world record holder for the biggest dick in the world, his Holy dick comes doesn't come close to this thing. Wow. So <laughs> I'm like, okay. And he sent me videos. 
you know, pictures, all this stuff. And and he's like, yeah, I, I do things. I can't have sex with it. It's too big, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I can do other things with it. It's massive. And so I'm, like, trying to, like, look the guy up, okay? And I'm like, well, you know, why are you in the, you know, Guinness Book World Records or something? And he was like, oh, well, you know, I tried. And he's even like, he's telling me they came out to my house, they did measurements, they measured me soft and then hard. And, you know, I'm giving me all the metrics of like the difference between him and like the current (laughs) record holder. And he, listen, so listen, so then he's like, but like a week after they came out, all of my stuff got hacked and everything like from my computer and my phone and everything got completely wiped clean. Um, The government is now watching me because here's the thing about it the reason why I have the biggest dick in the world. It's because I am an alien made up of five different hybrids. I've oh. been abducted since I was a baby, and my DNA is upgraded every so often. And I'm like, hold on. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm like, you know, you know what I do, right? Like, you understand that, like, I'm not just a filmmaker. According to him, he had no clue who I was, no okay. idea. And, um, you know, I'm like, okay. Clearly, this is like some type of fantasy, but here's the kicker of it. He's got the biggest dick in the world, so there's got to be something here, right? There's got to be something to it. He didn't want to talk about sex, right? Yeah. He would answer like basic questions like, um, you know, he's like, I've been arrested this many times. Like, I can't go anywhere. I have to live in social – I can't get a job. Like, I prefer the winter time. Because in the wintertime, I can, like, string my dick up and, like, hide it in, like, my big coat. <laughs> like, all right. Whereas opposed to, like, in the summertime, you know, you can't hide your dick in your shirt of or your course. pants. It's just yeah, out there. Of course. Um, but you got a big old bulky coat on. Nobody can see your dick. Um, <laughs> and I'm just like, all right. But this guy also only lives, like, 45 minutes away from me. Okay. So he's like, come see it. Come see my dick. And also (laughs) the aliens. And I'm like, I don't know. So I'm like talking to my co-host about just what's going on. I kind of teased it on the show a little bit. I'm like, here's these crazy messages that I've I've seen from this guy. But I talked to this guy for like six weeks. Like, and so I would kind of give an update a little bit on the podcast. And Pat, my co-host, he's like, let's bring him on the show. Let's talk to him. Let's bring him on. And um, I'm like, okay, if we'll come on, sure. So... You know, we do get him to agree to come on the show because, first of all, you know, me and Pat are like, well, the guy does have the biggest dick in the world. And if we can find somebody and surely there is somebody on this planet who can take that dick and we can make just one porn off of it, we'd be fucking rich. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So we're like all for it. We're like, yeah, guy, we'll film you. It's fine. (laughs) You know, he didn't want me to go meet the guy. I understand. I was apprehensive about going and meeting the guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, let's get you on the show at least. We'll start there, kind of build this friendship. I don't know who the hell you are. And he was actually really cool with that. Like, yeah. like I said, yeah. he's very respectful, all things considered. Yeah. Um, well, when it came time to have him on the show, he didn't want to talk about his massive penis. Okay. He just wanted to share, like, him being an alien. Like, when this all started happening, him getting the DNA upgrades. He's been to like all these galactic meetings and, mm. you know, allegedly he spent two years on Mars at one point in time. I mean, it was pretty fucking wild. Yeah. And so, you know, but didn't want to talk about his dick because he was super ashamed of it. And it was very weird. And, you know, so, um, 
we released the episode and a couple of days later, he's messaging both me and my co-host freaking the fuck out saying that he didn't know he was on a show, didn't know he was being recorded. Oh, yikes. Was like threatening to kill us. Um, it, it was weird. So we took the show down. The only show we've ever taken down. And let me tell you something. Leading up to the Frog Band Festival, one of the big jokes on the show was that we wanted people to dress up like Han Solo at the Frog Band Festival so that I could peg them because I have a, a need to peg Han Solo. Censorship <laughs> is not our thing. So the fact that we removed this episode was, was kind of a big deal. Um, we've since then put it on the Patreon, so it is now behind a paywall. People want to listen to it. Um, and, and I recommend it. Go subscribe for the $8 to go to go listen to it. For the <laughs> it. That is funny. Um, but it was fucking insane. And, I mean, to this day... I don't know what that guy's deal is. I can't tell you if he's an alien. I can't tell you if he spent two years on Mars. But I know for a fact he has the largest penis that I've ever seen in my entire life. Amazing. So. He got that <laughs> the alien DNA, man. <laughs> Damn. That's the – I mean – and that was the first guest we ever had on the show. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so we are very selective oh, now. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, yeah so well, we, you've got – quite a lot to uh, measure up to literally exactly <laughs> <laughs> all right who's got the biggest that. clit in the world yeah find right, that right, right. Uh, yeah i mean you know we, we've had um other risque guests we had a furry on one time to talk about furries and nice. furries, you know yeah we've had you know tons of people on um but nowadays we only have people on um it's by it's by listener selection so i'll put a call out on social media the listeners get to pick who the guests are okay um, because clearly I'm not very good at picking them. So, <laughs> or, or you are, you know, you are extremely well uh, gifted at picking. Yeah. Them, right. So, yeah. Right. Way too good at it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Do you, you guys, know, don't pick them. <laughs> is it a, is it a weekly podcast? It is. Yeah. Um, so, you know, again, right in the name on Wednesdays, we talk weird comes out every single Wednesday. Um, I've only missed one Wednesday so far and that's because I almost died. So I'm pretty dedicated to to the topic. So no, that's, that's great. So what's your format? Do you guys talk about just a specific subject when you, uh, for each episode or how does that work? Yeah, that's a good question. So we, I mean, we we have a topic um, every week, which is you know basically the meat of the episode. But when we get into it, um, you know, one thing that I like about this community is the community aspect of it. So um, I really like to be human with people, yeah. and so me and Pat will kind of share stories about how our weekends were, you know, which kind of covers not just the weekend but the whole week. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, just to kind of get the juices flowing. Yeah. We'll talk about certain media. Again, Pato, he's a he's a filmmaker. He's a film guy. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm really big into horror movies. Um, I wrote horror movie reviews for a website a while ago. Nice. One time. Nice. So nice. That's great. <laughs> for a couple, you know, I'd like to get into something like that again. I just haven't had the time. But sure. you know, so we'll can just talk about what we're consuming media wise. Um, and then we'll have a a news segment, um, where we talk about you know the happenings of the Fortean world. Um, within the last week or so. Um, last year was fun because we had record-breaking Nessie sightings to report yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, so that was pretty cool. So we try to stay up to date. Uh, and then we kind of lead right into the episode and, you know, give our take on, on um, you know, the topics. And sometimes we strongly disagree. Um, there are times where we um, investigate something because it covers a wide variety of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
basically anything under the weird umbrella. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we'll cover cryptids, obviously, and mm-hmm. ufology, and um, we cover conspiracy theories. Um, we cover true crime is one of the things, and um, we'll cover, I mean, just basically, we, we did an episode on, like, what it's like to be fringe parents, you know, at one point yeah. in time, yeah. um, you know, and do this stuff and go to PTO meetings and talk about it, you know? Right. Um, so, I mean, we'll basically talk about anything and everything. That's um, cool. Our most recent episode was on the um, Pensacola sea monster attack. Oh, um, so nice! That was pretty, yeah, pretty neat. That's um, cool. You know, but but we'll challenge things. Even like our true crime episodes. Um, when we covered Charles Manson, we talked about you know Charles Manson possibly being um, a, you know an, an experiment alien. for MK Ultra. <laughs> yeah, an alien with a gigantic penis. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> clearly. Um, but you know, there was maybe some some ties, you know, between Manson and MK Ultra, and maybe mm-hmm. he was some type of plant there. Yeah. Um, we talked about John Wayne Gacy and possibly being connected to an entire sex ring um, of people that mm-hmm. rape and murder young boys. Um, you know. Right. We talked about um, ad- objective sides, like possibly OJ Simpson being innocent and what that looks like. Uh-huh. Um, so it's, uh, you know, typically even the true crime episodes aren't just like, Hey, there was this person that killed a bunch of people one time. Um, right. you know, we usually try to make them pretty interesting and, That's and, great. you know, sometimes the topics are boring. Like we covered the Denver airport, which, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, there's some Illuminati things happening there. And mm-hmm. what we found out is that actually it's pretty boring. It's just an airport with a big blue horse outside that has, butthole and balls right. uh, so that's pretty cool <laughs> and yeah and they've got some really really cool wicked murals inside yeah but, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's as with anything you can read into it what you want right um you know so right yeah right yeah sometimes we're disappointed like we do the research for because it. it is hard i mean we're doing it every week it's not by season it's every single week right. since yeah. 2020 yeah and um you know we have to do that research and and some of the topics i'll set down for a while so i can really dig into it um skinwalker ranch was one of those that was a mm. big episode yeah i nice, knew it's gonna nice. be a lot of yeah it's gonna be a lot of research so i didn't want to just be like hey you know it's thursday so next week we're gonna record about skinwalker ranch you know yeah um I want to take my time with it and, you know, we'll talk about those bigger topics a little bit ahead of time um, sure. and, you know, cover them. But, yeah. you know, I try to deliver the facts as close to the facts as, as we can muster. Um, and then, of course, you know, I'll give my professional opinion and my personal opinion, which sometimes are two totally different things. So, right. That's great. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, how, how can people get a hold of you um, if they if they so choose? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the show itself, it's on Wednesdays. We talk weird. You can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, you can find me, Ashley Hilt, on my infamous Facebook page. I'm the one with the red hair. Or you can find me on Instagram or Twitter at It's Ashers with a Z. Um, I think that's about it, really. Okay, cool. great. That's awesome. We appreciate you coming on and, and would love to have you back because I know yeah, you've got absolutely. a lot. Oh, I've got more stories. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that'll be... <laughs> Yeah. I already know how these things go. It's like, you know, it's either four hours long or I need to come back again. So Yeah, no, no, it's great. We we Well we 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 make a practice of basically if anybody can come back, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. if anything oh, happens sure. or if you got more stories, we welcome people back because yeah. we have so much fun, you know, talking and sharing stories and laughing and all that good yeah, stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. I Anytime. Mean, 
Yeah, because like I think we all learned something today, and that uh, the man with the uh, biggest dick in the world lives somewhere in Ohio. That's true. Again, are you Ohio, baby? (laughs) Ohio, full of serpent mounds in all forms. (laughs) My knees got shaky. (laughs) Great, that's great. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much again for, for hanging out with us. We, we yeah, appreciate absolutely. it. Yeah. Anytime. Hey, you know what we need? What's that? We need a new ad for our merch store. Our merch store. I've had a few people reach out to me and ask me, just how do we get What's Your Weird Story merch? Huh. How do we get that What's Your Weird Story merch? What's dash your, spelled Y-E-R, dash weird, dash story dot myspreadshop.com that's what's dash your spelled y-e-r dash weird dash story dot myspreadshop.com that's correct get in touch with us go buy some merch we got some cool stuff yeah dude and you know what? If any of our listeners out there has some really cool ideas or has some really cool what's your weird story type art that they want to see on a t-shirt, get a hold of us. Maybe it'll happen. Thank you, Ashley, for coming on and twisting our brains a little bit. And, yes. uh, and you know, another Ohio, uh, resident that has done so and i keep we keep coming back to ohio i mean it's Mm -hmm. you live in a weird spot man i think i do man yeah it's it's really like the longer i live here the more i realize how much it represents so much of uh america really yeah um it's it's you know it's it's heartland you know, it's the Midwest, but there's several big cities. Yep. Um, there's all sorts of strange things happening all around with your cryptids and uh, haunted places and abandoned ha- towns and buildings and such. Yeah. And and all the earthworks and the, and the history of the Native Americans in this area. Yeah. And, of course, uh, apparently, uh, the world's biggest dick. So, <laughs> Not <laughs> Absolutely, it's its own. I mean, it, it sounds like he's got his own serpent mound happening. Dude, um, I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, I would honestly wouldn't wa- wouldn't want to wish that on my, almost wouldn't want to wish that on my worst enemy. Yeah, you know, I yeah. mean, that would be a great hindrance. Um, there, you know, I it's mean, a lot of work, dude. It is a lot of work, and you would have to have. I mean, he probably can't get too excited about anything because, you know, he would pass out very quick. No kidding. So much blood would be required (laughs) to engorge his member. I'm trying to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you, but, think, uh, you, you think he has to wear like those G force pants that those those uh, Air Force pilots wear, where they 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 they're so tight fitting that they keep the blood flow from reaching down to his toes, so that he's able to not pass out, keep some of the blood in his upper half, or uh, I don't even know. Maybe. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't really. I don't want to step too far, too much further into the special uh, requirements that need, needed for having, you know, phenomenal a uh, a mythical, you know, proportioned uh, member of that. I you know, but. Uh, you know, more more power to him. More, you know, yeah, what, yeah, just, you absolutely, know, hey. absolutely. Hey, we're happy for him. You know, yes. Well, if he's happy for it, we're happy for him. Absolutely. You know? I mean, we're uh, we, you know, that's that's we're accepting uh, here at uh, the the, the what here in Weirdsville uh, at the What Your Weird Story podcast. We are accepting everyone and. All of their, you know, uh, abilities and um, all of their, you know, their nature, um, internal and externally. You know, I mean, everybody is welcome here. That's and, right. That's right. Uh, That's right. You know, you don't have to be like Tripod Jones to uh, to you know be a part of this town. You this don't have. You don't have to be, but if you are. And you've got yeah. some weird stories, please. We uh, would definitely love to hear about it. Absolutely. Um, you know, as, as proven in this episode, we love to hear all kinds of good stories. Uh, we love cryptids and ghosts and UFOs and magic and uh, weird jobs and, you know, unusual, uh, I don't want to say an affectation, but, you know, um, blessings. I don't know. Yeah, we like yeah. to hear any good stories, fun stories. You know, uh, amazing adventure stories. Um, a, uh, I survived true crime. All of it. We love it yeah. all. Um, we love to laugh. You know, we love. We love. We want to hear people's stories about uh, the stupid, the stupid shit they did in in high school. Yep. Um, or even college. You know, when you're young and dumb, and uh, you know, just uh, when when decisions were you know good decisions weren't even an option. Um, you know, we want to hear <laughs> yeah, about those. Absolutely, uh, we've got plenty, and you've heard quite oh, a yeah. few here. But we we've got more to share, and we want to share them with you guys as well, uh, as well as hearing yours. So get a hold of us. Um, you can email us at. Uh, W-Y-W-S-P-O-D at gmail.com You could call us and uh, leave a message on the hotline. It's 513-909-9821 You can go to our Facebook page for the What's Your Weird Story podcast. You can find us there. Follow us. Be part of that group. You can also follow us on our Instagram uh, what's your weird story? And uh, you know, we've we've got a Twitter. You can follow us there too. We're not as tweet. We're not as tweety. We're not big on Twitter as we are on other platforms. Um, but you can still get a hold of us through there if that is your preferred means. But we want to hear from you guys. We love hearing your stories. We love hearing all these crazy stories. Absolutely. And it just it makes our our week. It makes our day. It makes uh, our everything. Um, and you know, being able to communicate, to share things, to share histories, personal histories, to share stories, share laughter, to share emotional response, 
to uh, share wonder and bewilderment and um, all of those things that make being alive and human uh, what it is and wonder a wonderful wonderful weird place that we live here on this ball of mud and water spinning around this burning match head we call the sun it's amazing it's amazing so by the way did you see that uh, they found a cloud of water floating out in the middle of nowhere in space no. Yes, they uh very interesting. We'll have to uh dig into that story a little bit when we have one of our news breaks for the year. So Indeed. Yeah. Hey, if you've also if you are out there and you uh have an interesting news story that you want to send our way, send us some links and we can discuss those uh on our news uh breaks coverages, uh weird news coverages. We you know, we'd appreciate that as well. Anything and everything. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. We love talking with you guys and texting and messaging and all of that good stuff. Uh, we just love Weirdsville. And uh, we thank you so much for tuning in every week and listening and participating and being part of uh, our community. And uh, like Ashley says, community is what it's all about. Absolutely. So go and check out her show uh, on Wednesdays. We talk weird. And then check us out next week uh, here on the What's Your Weird Story podcast. We'll see you then. Be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.